0: Network.org.
1: Hello, it's Jeremy Kalmanowski, and thank you for learning daily dot differently with me today. Tractate Yoma, page 17. Although, we'll only do a little bit of page 17, the end of that page, on the bet side of the dot, and then uh, go on to 18. You know, when, when you study Mara, sometimes it's really interesting, sometimes a little less. So we have a very short page because of the very long rashi's and tosafots so the actual amount of mara on 17 is quite small and the first portion of it has to do once again with the arrangement of the various chambers on the temple mount Uh, it's uh what can i say the rabbis don't actually have any historically accurate information about this they record their traditions and they they do what seems logical to them but it's not that fascinating if you'll forgive me if that's not too impious but in the middle of 17 we reference the mishnah which said that the kohen gadol always has the prerogative to take the best section of the sacrifice and to perform the sacrifice if he wishes and then we bring up a braita which explains how this works a braita remembers is a is a mishnaic era teaching which is not actually in the mishnah itself and it says Tanu rabanan the sages taught ketzad makriv chelek Barosh. how is it that the that the kohen offers the first portion omer I can choose to offer this one or that one, this, this animal offering or this uh, uh, grain offering. How can he get the first portion? I, I arrogate to myself the ability to eat this or that uh, sacrifice. And then it goes on to talk, Here's the next three sections are the ones that we're going to be occupied with. Three sections of the Brite, the three clauses. Notel chala mishtei chalot The Kohen will take one of the two offer of the uh, loaves that are in the new grain brought at Shavuot. Arba o Hapanim will take either four or five of the twelve loaves that were put in the temple each Shabbat. Rabbi Omer, Rabbi Hanasi says, Leolam Chamesh. The Kohen should always take five Shine emar, and he gives a as it says in a verse, it quotes from Leviticus 24.9 verse 9 that says it belongs to Aaron and his sons half to Aaron and half to his sons so it's always a 50-50 division interestingly enough in the Tosefta the collection of these breitot the, the sort of semi-official collection of the breitot the version has a different verse Teaching the exact same idea. The leftover from the grain offering belongs to Aaron and his sons. That is, half to Aaron and half to his sons. And that's in uh, Leviticus chapter 2. Same idea, different verse. Okay, uh, that writer, who was the author of it? We don't know. It's given anonymously, also known as given stam, without an author. So when the sages get a Stam Britha or a Stam Mishnah, they get a, a teaching with no specific author. They want to correlate it to the positions of other texts that do have named authors, so they can uh, so they can know what authority is speaking behind this text. And so our Marat comes along and says, Ha Guf Ha-Kashya, this text is is uh, self contradictory. Amart, notel chala achat mishtei chalot. The first clause, or the first of those three that I mentioned, you take one of the two loaves offered on Shavuot, who does that sound like, Mani, who does that sound like, Rabbihi. that sounds like Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, who holds Palga Shakil, that the Kohen Gadov always takes 50% of the offering, so he takes one of two, that sounds like a Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi position. And the Gemara continues, em, Ema Mitziata, but now say the next clause. Arba o Chamesh, Mima ase The coin takes four or five of the uh, weekly bread offering. At'an the Rabbanan, that can't be Rabbi Uranahasi, who thinks that he, the coin should take half. It has to be the, the, col- the collective or the, the consensus position of the sages. De Amre, who say, lo Shakil Palga, that the coin should not take half, should take a little bit less than half. And then a ma Now say the final clause, which is quote, Rabbi Omer, Rabbi Uranasi says leolam chamesh uh, that uh, that the that the ko, that the coin should always take five, precisely five. But now this gives us a rather incoherent little text here, because as the text, uh, the Gemara will say reisha vaseifa Rabbi umetziata Rabbanan. That gives me. The, the the first clause and the third clause seem to accord with Rabbi Judanasi, and the third and the middle clause with the Rabanan, with the consensus position. Uh, whoever edited this, the Gemara seems to say, made quite a mess of it, uh, changing authors mid sentence. So the Amora from the fourth century or so, Abaye comes along and says, no, actually the first two clauses, the first clause and the middle clause are both rabbanan. They are the consensus position of the sages and the sages think that in general Kohanim, Kohen Gadol, should not get quote, half the offering. But in the case of Shavuot, there was no choice. The Kohen had to take one of the two Shavuot loaves because it's just unseemly to, to grant a Kohen uh, less than a full loaf, so they had, give, they had to give that full loaf to the Kohen. Um, but, but in principle, if, if it wasn't lo derech eretz, if it weren't sort of just a faux pas, they would have given the Kohen a little bit less than half. And why does it say four or five? Well, this correlates with uh, that the Kohen Gadol should normally take either four or five of the Lechem HaPanim, the, the show bread in the sanctuary uh, each each week. Well, that depends upon whether you're following Rabbi Yehuda's position, which says that there were, that there were uh, ten loaves to be distributed, in which case the Kohen Gadol should take four, that is ten loaves to be distributed, Half is five, but the Kohen Gadol should take a little less than half, so that's four. Or uh, there, uh, the Kohen Gadol should take five because they were, in the view of the rabbis, uh, twelve to be distributed. Half is six. He should take one less than, one less than six, and that's that's merely five. Exciting, right? Well, I want to bring in one more idea for you. That's a Bayis rendering of the Mishnah. Uh, Rava, who's Abaye is what's called Bar Plukta, he's always the one in conversation with Abaye. Rava says, no, no, the whole Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, clauses 1, 2, and 3. Clause 1 that says about the, the two loves of Shavuot, clause 2 that says either 4 or 5 of the weekly uh, bread, and clause 3 in which Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi says himself, always 5. Well, this actually makes absolutely no sense. The, the Gemara itself says that this is self-contradictory because Rabbi Hura Nasi cannot be the author both of the intermediate clause that says it's either four or five, and the uh, final clause which says it's always five. That would be exceedingly strange. Uh, the great sage Shaul Lieberman, uh, greatest Talmudist of the 20th century, certainly among them, greatest academic Talmudist, uh, his great work on the Tosefta, explaining the Tosefta, notes that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the Babri now to say that Rabbi Yahudanasi is the, the author of them both. However, if you compare it to the Yerushalmi, you see that Rava's view that Rabbi Yahudanasi is the author of all three makes sense in the Yerushalmi's context, which makes clear that the argument is not over uh, is not over these sacrifices alone, but the distinction between korban sibur, a public offering, and a korban yachid, an individual's offering, that the first two clauses would refer to a korban sibur, a public offering, that would sometimes be four or five, but that the sages hold the view, this is in the Yerushalmi, Jerusalem Talmud, that that the Kohen Gadol can take 100% of a korban yachid, an individual's offering, at the Coin Gadol's own prerogative. And Rabbi Urenas, he says, no, with a Korban Yachid, even then, it's only maximum and exactly 50%. Thanks for learning uh, page 17 and a little bit of the beginning of page 18 with me. And I look forward to learning the rest of page 18 with you tomorrow.
0: I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.